you are listening to the Moody Girl podcast with me, Emily Fazer. I'll be opening the minds of experts, enthusiasts, and storytellers, discovering their secrets on health and how to make the most out of life. Hey guys, I just wanted to talk to you today about how I'm currently upping my water intake at the moment, as I found it so easy to forget to drink enough water when I'm out and about and I'm rushing around. So I was speaking to my friend and she told me to get a good water bottle and recommended the Camelback ED+. I've noticed since I got mine, I find it really easy to get my daily recommended water amount. I've tried other water bottles in the past, but for some reason the Camelback just makes water go down so much easier. It's something to do with the nozzle. It's some kind of magic, I'm honestly not sure, but it's great. If you're looking to up your water intake, you should follow the link in the show notes of this episode and get yours now. Okay. Let's get to the episode. For this episode, I'm speaking with Malika Hashimova, a transformational healing coach who helps women to rediscover who they are and embrace a guilt and shame-free life. I've been recently listening to Malika's podcast, Healing in Your Twenties, and I really resonated with her podcast topics. Although I'm not quite in the Twenties Club anymore, I feel her advice can be helpful for all ages. I thought you'd benefit from hearing Malika's story and advice when it comes to living life outside of our comfort zone and decluttering any bad habits that may be holding us back. Okay, let's get to the episode. So welcome Malika, how are you today? Good. Thank you so much, Emily, for uh, inviting me on the podcast. This is my first time being a guest. So today is very special for me. (laughs) Well, I'm so glad that the Moody Girl podcast is the first podcast that you're going to be a guest on. And I feel really privileged. And I hope the audience at home feel really privileged as well, because You know, I've been listening to your podcast, I've been keeping up with your content, and I find it really helpful. Um, So, you know, I know I'm actually not in my 20s, I'm in my 30s, but I still very (laughs) much relate to everything that you're talking about in your podcast, um, which is called Healing in Your 20s. Um, So let's start with, um, can you tell us a little bit more about yourself and your story, how did you end up helping women to rediscover who they really are? Awesome. So first of all, let me just like introduce myself really quickly. So I'm Malika. I'm a transformational life and mindset coach, and I am an EFT practitioner as well. This is a practice I really like to do with my clients. And basically, I help my clients heal through somatic work, through meditations and inner child work. This is this is all the things that I really love to do. But like, how did I get here? <laughs> I had to first go through this process myself. So I once was, uh, I, I always say that I went through this really big transformation. I didn't really know who I was. I was shaped by like the conditioning of where I grew up, you know, all the different things they made me be, they labeled me in some ways. And there were so many people telling me what I need to do, what I need to be like. And When I got married and I moved far, far away, (laughs) I had the chance to really ask the question, like, who am I? Who do I want to be? And what is my mission? Because that noise was gone now and I could actually listen to myself. And 
what led me to this breakthrough was actually a breakdown. And I was like, what am I doing with my life kind of thing? And um, which is why I love breakdowns, because I always think they have the potential to be a breakthrough. So I'm like, yes. So yeah, when I had my breakdown, <laughs> I went into like this journey of self-healing. And this, I mean, I started a never-ending journey, basically. And uh, I discovered like who I was, what my mission was, because once I felt really good, I was like, I need to help more people feel this way. Like, mm. this is my mission. Like, I need to spread the message. I need to guide other girls into like what I have discovered. So I took it as a mission. So it's not even like, I want to do this as like a business or I want some clients. No, I really think that this is my mission, which is why I put so much like free content out there mm. because I'm not afraid of sharing. Like if you want one-on-one, -on -one, it's great. But otherwise, like I am always open to share like whatever needs to be shared, like whatever comes to me at the moment. So yes, this is what I do. <laughs> wow. I mean, that's that sounds incredible. And I think as well, just to touch on the fact that you do have free resources, I think that's really important. It's really accessible. Not everyone has the ability to have a one-to-one -one coach straight away. Um, you know, I, I absolutely think that it's a really worthwhile thing to do and investing in ourselves is a really amazing experience when you actually start to put belief in yourself um, and you say, actually, I'm going to invest in myself. I'm not going to invest in stocks. I'm not going to invest in a new car. I'm not going to invest in a new house. Yeah. I'm going to invest in me. <laughs> um, so there is a lot of kind of conversation around that as well. But also, I think making that accessible for everyone who might not be there yet is a really mm -hmm. important step and I and I praise you for that and thank you for that um so you know I've listened to your podcast healing in your 20s and you actually released an episode today called um which was based on bad habits which I I loved personally <laughs> um and I resonated with this because as much as I'm doing the work and you know we try and be we try and turn up every day the best version of ourselves but you know the way that we are wired and the way that our neural pathways are going and have been kind of trodden that way for so long. It's so easy to slip back into those bad habits. So, <laughs> um, so I mean, I wanted to, because, you know, the audience may not have listened to that episode like I have, and I found it really insightful when you were just honest about some of the bad habits that you had. Can you talk us through some of those? And how did you go about kind of stamping those out and, and rewiring your brain to look at look at a new way of living? Mm, I love that. Thank you so much for uh, all your like nice words about my podcast. But yeah, so on that episode, I was really talking about you know, it was a little vulnerable moment. Also, I was like, okay, it's time to share all my dark secrets. Because like, I also want my anyone who's listening basically to know that we're all human, right? It doesn't yeah. matter if you're a coach or a therapist or a psychologist, like, we're all human, we all have bad days, and nobody's perfect as much as we would love to be. But perfect doesn't exist. We all have bad days. And I have days when I still go back to some of these bad habits. But the uh, the key here, I feel like, is having a plan to what to do if you do go back. So first of all, let, let me share some of my bad habits that I used to have. So the first one is probably the most like big one that I used to do a lot. And that is to compare myself with 
everybody. So I used to compare myself with like people I saw online. I used to compare myself with like celebrities and all these people that seem to have it all together, that seem to be all these successful and beautiful in their own way but unfairly like judging and comparing myself. So I used to follow people that did not look like me. I used to follow people that were way ahead of me in the game, Mm. but I would unfairly judge myself. So the first thing that I had to stop doing was to like stop, uh, stop following these people. So I had to kind of come to the understanding that they don't care if I unfollow them, really. Mm. And if it's not good for me and my mental health, then there's no reason for me to be putting myself in the position to feel bad while looking at something. So I was like, okay, that's got to go. So that was the first thing that I had to stop doing. Mm -hmm. And then the next thing that I did was like, I stopped checking my phone the first thing I, I did in the morning. My mornings look something like this. I woke up and I was like, with closed eyes, I'm like trying to reach for my phone. And then I'm like, I get on the social media and two hours pass, like nothing. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh my God, look at all these people doing all these amazing things. What am I doing? You know, again, into that cycle. So I was like, okay, I became aware of the cycle. And I was like, what can I do to change this? And so I... I stopped using my phone in the morning. In the first hour, I try not to touch my phone. I go and do what I have to do. And basically, this helps me have the morning to myself and mm-hmm. helps me really take it slow, not start the morning morning with like overstimulating my brain, but like just slowly, you know, with my own thoughts, with my mm-hmm. hearing my own voice and my own creativity. Because when I filled it with everybody else's ideas, I left no space for my own creativity to just thrive. Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay, that has to go. And uh, the same thing with like the night routine. So I put away my phone like an hour before I want to go to sleep because again, it's overstimulating. I want to calm down. I want to just have a nice sleep without thinking about a million things. So yeah, that that was like one of the habits that I had around social media and my phone. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, I used to also watch a lot of like horror movies oh my God, and like too. crime podcasts. <laughs> Right? I don't know yeah. why they're so like captivating. Yeah, they really are. <laughs> and I used to have them everywhere. You know how you watch one thing and then it shows up everywhere because mm-hmm. you're interested in it. They keep showing it to you. So I watched one crime like thing and then it appeared everywhere. And I ended up watching these all day. And wanted or not, you still feel like all the emotions you go through all the emotions while you're watching this you get scared you get sad you get like worried and I didn't want to feel these emotions especially if I didn't have to right Mm -hmm. so if it's happening in my life fine but why do I do this to myself when I Mm -hmm. don't have to feel it Mm because it's already hard enough to deal with these emotions when they're your own Mm -hmm. but then we call up on them and I, I was like okay maybe I'm like repeating old patterns because I was like well I had a very chaotic home and it was never really stable and I was walking on eggshells and maybe watching these videos put me in that position again mm-hmm. of like walking on eggshells and I'm like oh wait am I repeating these patterns and I always like mm-hmm. okay this has to end so I unfollowed all of these accounts I said I'm not interested in every time they came up and now I'm clean 
Like yeah. they're not coming up for me anymore. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't feel like I'm missing out anymore also. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's not like I I was like, I'm not addicted to it anymore, which is great. So yeah. And the same thing about news. So I used to watch the news as if, you know, it's something really, really important that I had to do. I had to know everything. But also the same thing. I'm a very sensitive person and I soak up energy really, really easily. And when I watch the news, which is usually, I mean, like, news like what is news now anyways everybody puts their own story in there and their own narrative and I realized that if I really care about something and if I want to know about something I can do my own research and give my own judgment I don't need somebody to like spoon feed me their own uh narrative of the story so I was like okay that's not happening because I'm like well there I'm not doing any good by adding to the suffering that I'm that I'm seeing you know Mm. if I suffer it's not going to make them suffer less. If I'm sad and crying here for their loss, it doesn't make their pain go away. It just adds to the whole suffering, Mm -hmm. you know? And the only way that I can help is by taking care of myself Mm -hmm. by being, so then I have the capacity to support them. Either that is like mentally support them through volunteering, charity, or financially, right? That's how we can give, Mm -hmm. but we can't give from an empty cup. So I'm like, okay, that has to go. Yeah. But uh, (laughs) on a more personal note, some of the bad habits that I used to do was like, I used to people please. Well, that's, I think a lot of us go through that (laughs) a lot. And I had to stop people pleasing altogether. I had to start putting my own needs first, prioritize myself and my needs. And then also I was like, I didn't let myself rest and I remember uh, you were talking about this also. So I wasn't letting myself rest at all. And I would make myself feel guilty for resting. Mm. And uh, that was a bad habit that I got into a lot of the time. And I was like, okay, this has to stop. Mm. Because the thing is, this is also a cycle, right? When you don't rest and you work on overdrive, the quality of your work suffers. So you don't work as good. But because you don't work as good, you start to ask questions like, what's wrong with me? Mm. And then you start to make yourself feel bad for not working well when you're tired. Mm -hmm. And then all of this happens because we don't let ourselves rest. If we just rested and we gave ourselves that guiltless, shameless time to just rest, we would feel better and work better. So I had to kind of reprogram my mind to understand that. And I still have to remind myself this every time I try to rest. So it's not like I didn't I didn't master it yet, but I'm on the way. I'm on the way. <laughs> mm. I think that's but- so, so important though, because it's it's like the hustle culture is is everywhere, you know. And if you want to yeah. be a success, you need to keep going, keep at it. Um, but I think what's really nice over the last kind of year or so, people are speaking more honestly about the fact that. You can't burn the candle at both ends. You do need to rest. And as you say, the quality of your work is going to be sacrificed if you do not rest. Um, Mm -hmm. So, yeah. And also the news point, by the way, my husband and I were exactly the same because there was a point where I was getting so kind of down one route of news and then my family were another route of news. And then, you know, at the dinner table, we would be having full on arguments and it got really heated and I just thought well if we've got these views you know no matter what 
I now the algorithm online knows that that's my view. I'm just going to see more and more articles backing that up and they're going to see more and more articles backing them up. And then so we can't have a, you know, Im impartial discussion about this because it's so backed up by so many different articles that are all geared up to that specific thing. So, you know, we made a conscious decision that actually, and like you, I'm very sensitive. I very much pick up on energies, people's energies, um, things that I'm consuming, um, Instagram, TikTok, um, trash on TV. It very much, you know, it will be like in there after I've consumed it. So I think making that conscious decision and like sometimes I always have guilt about making that decision, you know, like, am I not you know, I guess, wary enough or understanding enough of the world. But as you say, and we've had these discussions, you can contribute to the world in different ways, whether that is with volunteering, whether it is with helping people through mental health. And, you know, as for you, you're helping women to develop themselves. And I'm hoping with the podcast, this will help people to develop themselves as well. Um, so, yeah, so I, I honestly, when I listened to that today, I was just like, tick, tick. I, <laughs> I totally, yeah, I I'm so you. happy. Yeah, we're so alike. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, that is um, totally true. Yeah. And um, for sure, I think um, we covered most of everything that I've mentioned. Um, <laughs> no, that's, I mean, that's, I think the audience at home if listening, maybe this is a good task. So you know, without being too negative surrounding it. But, you know, if you really think about it, what are the bad habits that might be plaguing your life right now? You know them. Like, what are the things that afterwards, you know, buzz your energy when you feel like really lackluster, you feel a bit anxious after? What are those? And, you know, get in touch with Malika on her socials and let her know because <laughs> I'm sure she'll be able to kind of help yes, you there as we'll well. we'll talk about it. <laughs> um, We've all been there. Exactly. We're with you. I mean, we're not, we're not perfect by any means. We're still yeah. working it out. Um, so sure. when you're working with your clients, um, what would you say are your main goals with them? Or are you kind of you know, speaking with them about what they want in their lives and then helping them to get to that path? Mm. Okay, well, first of all, um, my goal with working with my clients is to create a safe space for them mm -hmm. because a lot of my clients, they come to me because they have no one else that can listen to them without judgment, without shaming, without guilting, where they can be their true self and be accepted and be really understood and heard. So this actually is like the most, I would say, like the easiest thing we can do for humanity, right? To just listen, to just mm -hmm. listen without judgment. But we don't get that a lot from a lot of people, right? And we don't have that. Uh, we don't have the um, people around us that can give us that, which is sad. But also, I feel like it's going to change. Mm. Uh, the more we educate ourselves, the more we educate our children, I'm sure this will change in the future. But yeah, so my job is to hold that space for them. So they can, they can come, they can talk, they can spill, they can release. And 
all my all I'm doing is just holding their hand while they do this, while they rediscover themselves and maybe just ask the right questions that get them to answer their own questions. You know, they they have the, all the answers, but they don't have someone who's asking the questions. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that is my duty. But also what I always make sure that I do with my clients is I teach them the tools and the techniques that they need to not be dependent on me and not be dependent on anyone else. So what I want my clients to get by the end of our like uh, sessions, basically our my program, is to be able to handle their emotions and handle their challenges face on by themselves because I have equipped and taught them all the techniques and all the tools they need to use in order to be able to do that. Mm -hmm. So they don't like need or depend on anyone else. Of course, it's great to ask for help when you really need it. But I'm talking about the minor things that they can now handle by themselves because they feel confident enough to do so. Mm. And what would you say in terms of the tools that they are, you know, you're kind of working on, would that be looking at, I guess, belief systems, childhood work you know unpicking those areas and unlearning some things that can be blocking them or holding them back yeah yeah so it's like uh finding the limiting beliefs that are in place right finding what kind of patterns are being repeated again and again and finding the core of those patterns like why are they being repeated going Mm -hmm. back and healing that inner child because I feel like everything can be connected to the inner child if you listen to my podcast yeah at some point I always mention something about uh, our inner children because they drive a lot of the stuff that happens in our life whether we realize it or not and I love working with the inner children of my clients and I feel like we see the most shifts happen when we do so. Mm-hmm. So yeah, for sure. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I think that's that's also something I've been delving in quite extensively as well. Um and doing a lot of inner child work and kind of like reimagining situations where maybe I needed to be more supported or I needed a certain a certain kind of <laughs> I don't know, a person in that and trying to kind of rewire my brain. And that has provided me with a lot of, I guess, yeah, like contentment. Just, you know, it's helped to unpick that, but I'm still very much working through it. And before, when people would mention inner child work, I was like, what is that? Is it just talk therapy? But actually, I think it goes so much deeper than that. And when you do, I know you do positive affirmations. And when you start to really kind of, go into the subconscious a little bit and and really delve into those I think that's where the magic can start happening and and your life begins to energetically unfold um which for me has been like an absolute game changer um so I know you talk a lot about manifestation um and I've been looking into this more myself and I mean the fact that I'm even sat in Italy today having this conversation with you is part of my you know year-long manifestation that myself and my husband have been working on um vision boards and yes we did the vision boards but also when I really started to as just mentioned unpicking 
old belief systems and, you know, um, decluttering my life with things that were distracting me or holding me back or blocking me, then it was like things just were magnetic and things mm-hmm. started to happen. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, so I wanted to ask about your experiences with manifestation. You know, um, where are you at with it right now as as an individual? And like, do you help other people to manifest or is it mm-hmm. just something you do on a personal level? Mm-hmm. Well, uh, I always try and teach like manifestation as we go through my program with my clients, whether they want to learn it or not. I mm-hmm. try and introduce it to them just to see where like where it lands because we're always manifesting. We want it or not. It's like a it's like a law of the universe, just like gravity. We're always manifesting if we do it intentionally or unintentionally. Since the minute where we were born, we've been manifesting, but we haven't been intentionally manifesting, which means that we weren't really in control of anything that's happening to us. And which is why sometimes we we attract things we don't really want because of our old programming and our trauma and just our old belief systems that don't work for us anymore. Mm -hmm. And uh, I also think that just like you said, when we start to heal, when we start to heal, when we start to go back and we start to work with that inner child, we start to work with our traumas, that uh, channel, or how do I say, you kind of like remove the dust from the mechanics and it starts to work better. That's a way that I can put it. Or I like, I love using metaphors and let's imagine you're standing where you are right now and your manifestation or like the future version of yourself, your goals are on the other side of the road and you want to walk to the other side of the road, but you keep falling. You keep tripping on your shoelaces and you fall you look back you look at your shoelaces but you don't you don't tie them you get up you take another step and you fall again you know how long is it going to take for you to get to the other side it's going to take a long long time yeah but what we need to do is every time we fall we have to tie our shoelaces we have to make sure it's really really tight and then look forward and look at the second step that we have to take just that step not looking forward to the road, not looking back, but just like the next step we have to take and just believe that we're going to get there, you know, mm-hmm. release the expectation, release the how you think everything should be, how you think everything should work out, because our brains are not wired to know that kind of stuff. We don't know that. Mm-hmm. And when we try to know that, we tire our brain out. And then we get overwhelmed and anxious and stressed out. Like, why isn't it working the way that I think it should work, right? Mm. But the thing is, we don't know. We don't have the ability to know. But all we have to do is trust the process and continue working with passion, with our passion, right? What we want, whatever we do best, do it to our best ability and just keep going. And every time you fall, and you will fall, and it's okay, but tie your shoelaces every time you do, see where you have work to do, see where you have healing to do, just to make sure you take more steps without falling, you know, and get to your manifestation quicker, basically. Yeah, yeah that makes a lot of sense because 
when you kind of describe it in that metaphor, like for me, visually in my mind, that makes so much sense because, you know, I've seen so many patterns throughout my life that I haven't realized until now at 33 that have actually occurred maybe three times and quite big patterns and quite, quite large chunks of time, which I've not wasted. It's everything's been, you know, got me to this stage where I am yeah. now, but I'm like, wow, well, that was quite an obvious pattern. And then the <laughs> next pattern happened and the next cycle. So obviously I didn't tie my shoes for a really long time. <laughs> <laughs> Stay with me. Like we, we, we all come to this in the best perfect timing. I feel like. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I like that as well, because I think as well, when you start on this path and you start kind of unpicking the stitches that have been wound so tight, you're like, oh man, I wish I kind of done this five years ago. Or why didn't I think about doing this 10 years ago? And then you're like, okay. And as you say, I think that's comforting for me to hear. And hopefully the listeners, if you're just starting to tap into this work, now is the right time for you. So don't worry. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um. So I also wanted to talk to you a little bit about, I listened to another one of your um, podcasts where you were talking about comfort zones, fear, um, and that's something I very much am somebody who I love to do new things. I get very bored and my energy stagnant. I'm a Sagittarius. I'm not sure if you're into star signs, but I'm very much a free spirit. Um, but the thing is, once I'm doing it, that's when the fear steps in. It's like something that I've wanted for so long and it's coming, it's given to me, the universe has said, here you go. And then I'm like, <laughs> ah, you yeah. know? <laughs> yes. So how, what would be, what would be your kind of tips for your clients or anyone who mm. is starting their kind of journey with stepping outside of that box and finding out who they really are and, and finding out their inner essence, what's going to make them happy mm. in life? You know, what would be your tips for getting through that fear? I just wanted to talk to you a little bit about Cytoplan, a unique science-based supplement company with many years of experience in nutritional science and whose emphasis is on quality of product. My medical herbalist swears by them as they don't use any unnecessary bulking agents. Before I found out about Cytoplan, I was taking up to eight supplements a day, all with bulking agents in them. It was such a relief to find out Cytoplan products are extremely pure. I now use them daily and I would recommend them to anyone looking for quality vitamins and supplements. They have a great range for many different health benefits. So if you'd like to find out more, Please follow the link in the bio of this episode and check out Cytoplan. You won't regret it. I feel like, uh, well, it feels to me like you, you, the fear is not stopping you, right? Mm -hmm. You're getting what you want, but the fear is actually coming in after, right? Yeah. So what, why does this happen? Because our body, we're, we're not used to that next level of wealth, of success, of love, whatever that next thing is for you, we're not ready for that up level, right? We're, we're not used to it, not about readiness. It's about being used to it. It's out of our comfort zone. Growth is always gonna be out of our comfort zone and we have to just accept that. And we have a very 
like instinctual fear of the unknown, which is also something that we have to accept and live by because it's not going anywhere. But what I help my clients do when we do like when we work together, start stuff starts to shift okay in their lives they start to manifest things they start to be like oh my god life is so great and then they're like oh my god what if it stops (laughs) Mm. what if I lose everything what if tomorrow I wake up and it's all gone or what if it goes all what if everything goes downhill or they have so many fears that come up with that next level of success but what I do, what I make sure that we do at this time is to get them used to that new norm. So get them used to that next level being their new norm, mm-hmm. earning 10K more being their new norm, mm-hmm. living in, uh, I don't know, this amazing mansion be their new norm. And how do we do that? We need to calm our nervous system. So our body holds so much energy and so much emotion. And what that that is why I love like doing EFT. EFT tapping, if you know, it's basically tapping on these meridian points on your face and your body that help unclog this blocked energy Mm. and let it just flow through your body. And when we are getting used to that next level, we want to make sure our body feels calm. Mm -hmm. Our body feels at peace Mm -hmm. because if your body is at like, you know, in, in a fear response, like fight, flight or flee or whatever it is, right. It doesn't feel good. It's in survival. It doesn't, you can't even celebrate your manifestation. You can't even celebrate what you did because your body is like, oh my God, we don't know this. This is all new for us. What if this happens? What if that happens? And at that second, what we have to do is we have to sit down and we have to just reassure our body and ourselves that this is safe now. This is the new norm now and we're safe and earning 10K more is now safe for us. It's very usual. It's good. It's great. And maybe ask yourself like questions, leading questions to see if you have any limiting beliefs now that you're here. Like mm-hmm. what bad thing happens if I live in Italy now, right? Mm-hmm. What bad thing happens if I earn 10K more? Mm-hmm. So, and then these answers will come up and maybe they will shock you or not, but then you just got to journal it out and really think about it and tap through. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, that's I mean, that's literally, I feel like yesterday I had some really like amazing news um, and a really exciting new venture. And I was like, it's something I've been wanting and manifesting for a really long time. But the kind of celebration almost evaporated after half an hour because quite instantly I was like, oh my God, can I do this? You know? Um, yeah. <laughs> so it's all of those pressures that you put on yourself. But I think, you know, as exactly as you said, I was like, okay, this is obviously like fight or flight coming in. My nervous system is trying to play tricks on me right now. And let's just take a breather. Let's just, I've been doing some kind of self-worth um, manifestations and also uh, meditations and deep imagining this afternoon and it's really helped me to just be back in my body and be like yeah of course I can do this this is exactly what I want and this is (laughs) where my life has been leading and and I think as well for any listeners out there I hope that you know if anything good does come into your life and you do feel really scared about that that's that's okay but you know as Malika said there are ways to 
to kind of calm your nervous system down. Um, and I'd like to hear more about EFT then, because this isn't something mm-hmm. I have spoken about with anyone on my podcast yet. Um, so yeah, I mean, if even if you could give us a few kind of like, because this is going to be on video as well. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So for anyone who's had something great happen and then instantly they start to feel a bit anxious and the nervous system is kicking in what would be the kind of points that we could do at home to Mm, try and calm ourselves down I have to take my glasses off for this (laughs) (laughs) so basically whenever you feel a sudden burst of emotion right so I use this mostly to release emotions so let's say um what is an emotion that you want to release for example Emily (laughs) um I would say uh, I have quite like worried anxious energy sometimes you know okay yeah that's that's probably all right I would say all right great first thing is we have to see and see if we can tell what emotion this is so it's great that you already know what we're going to work with basically what you do is you identify the emotion and then we start with the karate chop point we call it And we kind of like set the tone for the tapping, right? So we say, all right, I may be feeling really anxious right now, but I still love and accept myself, Mm -hmm. right? Even though I feel so worried right now, I deeply love and honor myself. And then after this, we start to tap on different points on our face. So this Mm -hmm. is where I tap. Mm -hmm. So between your eyebrows, just slightly tap and then uh, on the side of your eye and then on your cheek like this where you put your highlighter <laughs> and then I do it on like my collarbone and on the top of my head. So all of these points are basically mm. from like Chinese acupressure mm. and it is kind of like combined with modern psychology and they made these points to just help release pressure. Uh, this is used to let go of stress, of anxiety, even, I mean, like it is a scientific based method. Like <laughs> There are papers written on this and doctors yeah, I, use it I'm, to yeah, treat 100%. patients with PTSD and wow. other like serious problems, but we can use this on an everyday with yourself as well. But uh, the most important thing is to kind of go through these points, validating the emotion and then telling yourself that it's okay to feel anxious and it's okay because, you know, I love myself anyways, right? Just to validate a second. Mm -hmm. And after we validate and we accept the emotion of anxiety, of worry, and we understand like what message it's trying to send us because our emotions are messengers, right? There's a reason why they come up and why they want to be heard like little kids nagging on you, like pay attention to me. (laughs) So all they want to do is like be paid attention to, right? So we're going to pay attention. We're going to be like, okay, I hear you. I see you. But then we're going to try and trick our brain to change that, right? So give ourselves reasons why it's okay for us not to feel this way. So maybe it's okay for me to release this anxiety because I can totally handle this, right? Mm. I have proof that I can handle this. I am good enough and I am worthy. And basically we say these affirmations along with the tapping 
to just like be like a pattern interrupt as well. So your brain is like, what is happening? (laughs) What is this girl saying? Like she never says this and all of a sudden she believes in herself. (laughs) And this helps like you form new neural pathways in your brain and confuse your brain from taking the usual route to feeling, oh yes, I'm anxious. I won't do this. I'm, I'm, I'm a loser, whatever, imposter syndrome to taking a new neural pathway that you get to create you know, you get to say whatever you want here and be like, okay, I am worthy. I can do this. I am strong enough. I am smart enough and create that neural new neural pathway. And the more we do it, the better we get at it and uh, the better the results are basically. <laughs> mm. Well, yeah, I'm going to be doing that way more. And I mean, I have acupuncture um, with a, a Chinese doctor who I, I have that weekly and I absolutely am obsessed and he is just fantastic. And yeah, I'm really interested in the meridian points in, you know, all of this kind of area anyway. So I definitely will be doing so. Is it EFT? And what does that stand yes. for? Emotional freedom technique. Oh, okay. Well, brilliant. <laughs> I'm going to make a yeah. note of that. Thank you. Um, yes. And so, yeah, anyone at home as well, EFT, um, <laughs> if you're working through some emotions. Yes. Um, so I know that we've spoken a little bit about bad habits and how you've got those out of your life, but you know, what is your routine now for success? So what does your mm. day look like? Because, you know, you seem to have pivoted quite extensively from the girl or person that you were. Um, you know, how, how many how many years have you been on this new path? Oh, I've been on this path for uh, two years now only. So I'm still a baby. <laughs> yeah, me too. Quite honestly, uh, since the pandemic. So I'm with yeah, you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm still a baby. Like uh, I was living in my past programming for a long time. Mm. You know, I call this, if we're on a computer, I've been running on this really outdated programming. You know, when you don't update your software on your iPhone and it starts lagging. So basically that was me. I was lagging because my programming wasn't being updated, but the phone itself was like new. So I'm like, (laughs) what is wrong? (laughs) So yeah. (laughs) And um, basically daily habits help you help you reprogram that we think that we got to do these big things in order to change to heal but actually all we got to do is make the right choices every day Mm -hmm. just small tiny tiny choices you don't have to change your career or do this big thing write a book straight away or climb mount everest you got to start with tiny tiny things and they you will not understand how that will accumulate and turn into a mountain itself mm-hmm. right consistency is key here but yeah. also because we are women and you are the perfect person to talk about this with is we have to make sure that we work alongside our cycle right and this is something that I had to learn as well because before I was just pushing myself no matter what and I was like why do I do so well some days and I'm so bad at other days Mm. and I was so hard on my body I was like what what is wrong with me but actually nothing was wrong with me I was just working with the rules that like we were working on a men's clock I try I, I like to say because like they have 24 hour kind of like clocks and we have a whole month of changing hormones right Mm. and so first of all I just want to put that out there that for routines are not for everyone I am a routine person like I thrive Mm. I I can do things really easily like self-discipline and willpower very easy like they come easily to me but 
for example, for my husband, he likes to switch it up from time to time. He doesn't like to do the same thing again and again every single day. Mm -hmm. Um, So it depends on like who you are and you got to make it work for you. So this is not the ideal like routine, but this is ideal for me and you can take from it whatever you need, basically. (laughs) All right. Putting that out there <laughs> now, my more my my day looks something like this. So I wake up in the morning, and as I said, like I wake up at six o'clock in the morning because my husband has to go to work and he goes to run every morning. It's such an inspiration, <laughs> seriously. Like I can't imagine myself running in the morning when it's like raining outside, but he still does it. This. Anyways, so I wake up and then I have my phone free hour. And in this hour, I just do my skincare. I do my journaling. So I write three pages in the morning every single day. So this is like something I do religiously. I just sit there and I I brain dump, write anything that I have on my brain on the paper. And after that, I read a book and then we meditate together with my husband. And I do a little bit of tapping And then we have our breakfast, which we never skip. And then he goes to work. And uh, then I sit down to work. And even when I work, I have my own methods. (laughs) So I use the timer method because it just helps me focus so much easier. So I put like 40 minutes on the timer. And then I work for 40 minutes, 10 minute break work for 40 minutes, 10 minute break, lunch time. Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, and I try to move my body every single day as well. So uh, e- either that be like walking outside when it's my psych, like my period, I don't like to go hard on like gym workouts and stuff. So I just walk outside when I'm feeling low on energy. But when I'm feeling high on energy, I go to the gym, I do Pilates at home, yoga, stretching, literally anything to just move my body. I don't, uh, I'm not very strict on what I will do. Mm -hmm. But yeah, that depends on that as well. So I also try and read every single day, around like 30 minutes, I give myself I put the timer again. So timer method is like my favorite one because we're like okay I just have to do this for 30 minutes that's all right and I sit down and I read but yeah so this is what my day kind of looks like wow and then I mean since you've been doing this for the past two years overall you know do you feel like your whole life has changed has it been like a huge leap from where you know where you were maybe mental health wise um confidence wise um belief wise how you how do you feel in terms of you know Mm -hmm. where you were before you started all all of this work I feel like I was always Uh, So I was always into self-development, right? Since Mm. I was 16, I was reading, like I was watching The Secret and I was like, oh, manifestation, right? (laughs) It was so popular at that time. So anyways, I was like, yes. And I was like reading and all my life, like uh, as much as I remember, I've been going to the gym, like religiously. I was going to the gym. I was eating healthy. I was doing everything by the book, but one piece was missing and that was mindfulness Mm -hmm. and that was intention, right? So Mm -hmm. I was doing all these things thinking, okay, if I do this, I'll be successful, you know? But now I do these things because it makes me feel good. Yeah. I'm not I'm not in it for some kind of result. I'm not in it for like uh, getting something at the end. It's not something that will end. It's like my life now, right? Mm. And I do these things because they make me feel good every day. And I'm uh, moving my body makes me feel good. Reading makes me feel good. 
And I feel like just that switch of the mindset really changed everything for me and meditation. I never meditated before. And uh, when I discovered meditation for the first time, it was something very new to me. I didn't get it. I was like, how can people just sit there and do nothing, right? I was this overproductive, high achieving person. And I was like, no, I could be doing all these things. But I now I make sure every day, even if I don't do anything on my to-do list that I meditate, mm -hmm. because it just helps me clear my mind. It helps my memory. It helps my focus. It helps my empathy. It helps my patience. It helps literally, it is the medicine for everything. I feel like my head hurts, I meditate. My, I feel pain, period pain, right? I meditate on it. Wow. And um, the, and I mean, the stuff really, really works. And the, which is why I love it. And I teach it to all of my clients because if I didn't feel like how amazing it was, I wouldn't want to like share it so badly. <laughs> I think as well, like from just speaking with you today, I feel as though you're probably quite similar to myself in the fact that once you actually get the hang of meditating, you probably experience it quite profoundly and like a whole body experience and yeah. you know and I and I can even you know be in such a deep imagining meditation that I am you know the first time I really got into it and I really kind of had this breakthrough moment was where I was like in my mum's stomach and I was like reborn again and it was like it was insane and like oh. And this was, by the way, completely sober. <laughs> like I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> there was nothing else. That was my next question. <laughs> <laughs> no, there was nothing enhancing uh -huh. it for you and an audience. But yeah, it was like, I think I was just feeling it so intensely, and my body yeah. really needed to go through that process again, mm -hmm. and almost to unlearn and re. Uh, yeah, it was it was really intense, and it was really um, incredible. So yeah, for anyone else out there who maybe hasn't tried meditation, and maybe you're like Malika, where you think. Oh, actually, you know, it's not for me. I can't sit there. It's too hard. Yeah. Just keep at it. Keep at it because keep doing it. <laughs> yeah, it's it's so important. And there's a reason why people keep talking about it because it yeah. is quite honestly incredible. Um, so um I we're coming towards the the end of the show now. Um, but I wondered if there was, you know, any I know like a best piece of advice you've ever received or your mantra for life moving forward since you've been on this new path. Mm -hmm. I think um, my best advice or my mantra would be um, to be the main character of your life. Be the main character, make decisions, like make choices like you need to, if you don't make the decisions in your life, somebody else will. Mm. This is the truth, right? If you don't make decisions, if you don't decide why you're waking up today, why you're doing the work you're doing today, why are you sitting here and doing this podcast, right? Mm. If you don't make these decisions every single day, somebody else will. And you'll realize maybe one day too late that you're living someone else's life. You're living someone else's narrative. And I feel like the best tip of advice that I can give is to be that main character, mm. to live your life as if like, okay, <laughs> this is a movie and I'm the main character. How would I want this movie to go? What yeah. would I want my character to feel, to experience, to do in life? 
and to make decisions that support that narrative, your own narrative, your own story. Mm-hmm. And uh, I feel like every time we feel maybe stressed out or just down, it's because we're we're missing a decision, right? We're we're maybe living for someone else. Maybe we're doing something to please someone else. We're doing something to prove ourselves to someone else, but in the end of the day, we have to make sure that whatever we're doing, we're doing for us and us alone. Mm. And that would probably be my advice. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I absolutely love that. And I think like, I don't know where I heard it. I think I heard it on another podcast, which was talking about, by the way, my soundtrack um, for the whole of Italy is my life is a movie. And it's just this, this Spotify one. And I, and so I'm <laughs> constantly the main character, which my yeah. husband and friends joke about, but um and it was this I think it was Rob Dial do you listen to any of his stuff he's like um I will now you'll love him he's really cool um this American guy and he was talking about if you actually say like oh yes the mindset method yeah yeah mentor yeah yeah yeah. I listened to him yeah (laughs) um but he was saying how you know like say say you're we're in a bad spot and we find ourselves like eating junk food on the sofa and say you're watching, I don't know, for me, it was like Legally Blonde. I just loved that film back in the day. If I was ever sad, like she, her ex-boyfriend or whatever said to her, she couldn't be a lawyer. She was like, you know what? I'm going to show you I can be a damn lawyer. And she did it. <laughs> <laughs> and so he kind of was just saying, imagine if you were the main character of your own movie and everyone or the audience are watching you and you're slumped on the sofa and they're like, come on, Malika, come on, Emily, get yeah. up. You can do it. <laughs> and sometimes yeah. I'm like, yes yes yes. when I switch I mean sometimes it takes a big switch to do that and like obviously there are still down days and stuff um but yeah I love that and I really resonate with that because being being the main character of your life well who else is gonna be you know exactly if not you then like who's gonna play you right but also I want to add to that just before we go yeah of course (laughs) a question a question that you can ask yourself Mm. when uh you know becoming that main character in your own story is what would my highest self do right what would me in the future who has already achieved everything that I do want to like what would they say to this? So Mm. for example, let's say waking up in the morning, right? You either want to snooze or you have to wake up. So then you ask yourself, okay, so my current self wants to snooze. But the second person I want you to ask this question to is that future version of yourself. What would they say? Would they Mm. say snooze and sleep or would they say, hey, get up? We Mm. have an amazing day forward and we're going to do this, right? And then you listen to the second voice because you've listened to the current voice and it got you to where you are now. But if you want to move forward and become someone else, you're going to have to make different decisions. And which is why it's great to ask a question from a different perspective, because that's exactly what you need right now. Yeah, I love that. Absolutely. And I think I'm just kind of thinking of myself where situations I can answer that, ask myself that. And I also think I definitely want to do the one hour without a my phone in the morning because like you, you know, I kind of got really good at, it's, it's really easy to slip back into it as well, by the way. So you can like so have a really good month where you're like, oh yeah, I'm so phone free. And then all of a sudden you're like, back in it and and I think I realized mm-hmm. on you know being out here in the mornings I've been checking it again and I've kind of 
got into that doom scrolling for like 20 minutes and I'm like oh no I've wasted that time um <laughs> yes <laughs> so I am gonna definitely I, I really I really am glad that you you've said that so great for starting your morning um and so to finish up on I mean I I think over the past year or so I have gone through a lot of feelings of like being stuck um and almost like you're trying to do all these right things and you're you know starting a creative endeavor whether it's recording a podcast like you or I or whether it's I don't know starting an Etsy store and making your own create like crafted earrings or something like that and you are really putting yourself out there but you feel stuck you feel blocked um for anyone out out there at home who might be feeling like that or, you know, is putting themselves out there and they're feeling like they're not seeing the results yet. What would you say for those people? I would say get a coach. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I'm, I'm like 100% serious. It doesn't have mm. to be me. It doesn't have to be like anyone that I know. Just get a coach, someone mm. that resonates with you, someone that has done what you have done. A coach is not somebody here that I mean, hopefully <laughs> a good coach is not yeah. someone who's here to just take your money. These are people who are like, who, which kind of like celebrity do you know that doesn't have a coach, right? Mm -hmm. Or which athlete doesn't have a coach, which like high achieving gold medal earning athlete doesn't have a coach. All of them have coaches. And it is a, there's a reason for that. They, you need to learn, you learn faster with a coach, with a teacher, with a mentor, right? Mm -hmm. Then you, you would by yourself. I, of course I could say, get like self-help books, journal, do all that stuff. But like the best way to get out of that stuck energy and something that I had to understand and invest in myself, like it was the biggest investment I ever did, like for myself in the beginning of my healing journey was to invest in a very, very good coach. And I, I do not like regret a, a penny of it. And I made that money back like tenfold since then. So that's not even an issue, right? But just that initial investment to see yourself and be like, okay, I value my time more than my money. So I was like, I, that's why I will get a coach because I would rather learn from somebody who's done this for 10, seven years, right? Then go through that all by myself right now. Why should I do that? If there are people literally there mm. whose job it is to get me unstuck, yeah. whose job it is to make me feel better, you know, and a metaphor that I love for this as well is, for example, if somebody was like, you can how you can probably clean a window really well, right, Emily? Yeah, <laughs> you, can, you, can, you can clean a window really well, but if you hire a window cleaner, how well are they going to do the job? Mm. They're going to do it quicker and they're going to do it much better than mm. you and I could have washed that window, right? Mm. We would have taken hours, yeah. but they have all the equipment. They have all the experience. They have the, all the knowledge and they'll do it so much better because they're being paid for it as well, mm. right? Yeah. So that's how I view coaching. So this is a person there that whose job it is to make me feel better is are they going to do a better job at it or am I going to do a better job at it, right mm -hmm. a person who's who's this is not my job and I don't get paid for it how much is that motivation there to make me better mm -hmm. and so for for 100% I would say work with somebody anybody get help mm -hmm. because like 
put that ego aside of, you know, I'm a self-sufficient, I can do it by myself. No, we're a community. We're here to help each other. So yeah, 100% get a coach. But again, like if you cannot get a coach right now, I would say surround yourself with success, surround yourself with podcasts, surround yourself with people who you want to be like, only get advice from people who are living your dream life and journal, Mm -hmm. journal, journal, journal. Journaling is like self-therapy, self-coaching. It's the best thing ever. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Well, that's, I a hundred percent agree with that. I got a coach maybe three or four months ago. Um, and it was my whole kind of life has changed since that moment. Um, so I a hundred percent agree with that. I vouch for that. And I can, and it was, you know, at the time it was a huge, it felt like a huge kind of pot of money to part with. And it was, you know, having to kind of pull it from all different areas. And it wasn't something that my husband and I necessarily had in that moment but like you would I go back on that would I take that money back absolutely not it was the best self self-development I've got all of those skills to take with me now moving forward um so yeah so anyone listening as as both Malika and I have said you don't have to do it straight away um but maybe it's you know you start to save for that if that's what you know that you need to get forward you can maybe start saving and in a year's time, maybe you can find that coach and it will feel all the better because you have saved to invest in yourselves. Um, so it's totally possible. Um, and yeah, so it's been such an incredible conversation with you today. Thank you so much, Emily. Yes. Likewise. I I hope you've enjoyed being a guest um, rather than a host. (laughs) You've been an amazing guest. Thank you so much. Thank you. You've been an amazing host. Oh, I'm so so welcome and comfortable. Oh, good. I feel like we have loads in common and I just feel like I get such energy from speaking to people who are walking a similar path, who are challenging themselves. Um, So thank you so much for your time today. I'll make sure I put all of your socials and website in the show notes. Um, But from myself and the Moody Girl audience today, thank you so much for, for joining us. Thank you, too. Thank you, thank you. Virtual hug. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, take care and have a lovely evening. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye. <laughs>This conversation really helped me to take a look at the small actions and habits I do every day and how they might be affecting the bigger, more important aspects of my life. I know for me, looking at the end goal can usually evoke fear at how I'm ever going to achieve something when it seems so big and so far away. But what I find refreshing is Malika's perspective on how taking the right small steps each day can build up to something huge. After speaking with Malika... I've set some boundaries for myself on my screen time and I've set a phone ban before bed and when I wake in the morning. I've also reviewed the accounts I follow and asked myself the question, do these accounts add anything to my life? Do they make me feel a certain way? If it's at all bad, it has to be an unfollow from me. We are digesting content wherever we look or listen, our phones, TVs, radios, podcasts. The great thing is we actually do have some control on what we consume. So I invite you to think about your daily habits. Are they conducive for the life or health you are building towards? If not, maybe it's time to switch up your routines and habits slightly. If you'd like to find out more from Malika, you can contact her directly at Malika's Diary. Her website is www.malikasdiary.com. 
And if you'd like to listen to her podcast, it's Healing in Your Twenties. As always, you can keep up with what I'm up to at Moody Girl Official. You've been listening to the Moody Girl Podcast. Until next time.